This is the Home Health Revealed podcast. Hear stories from real industry leaders discussing topics affecting the ever-changing home health industry. Hi, this is the Home Health Revealed podcast. I'm your host, Michael Greenlee, and I have my co-host here, Hannah Vale. Hey. And uh, we're, we're here to, to, you know, just tell you a little bit about uh, what's going on in the home health field. Real, real life stories, real life uh, situations where, you know, the goal is here for everyone to get feedback on what's happening. Yeah, real experience, real useful advice. And, you know, we just really believe that the patients deserve the best and we want to help our listeners get there so that agencies have the tools that they need. That sounds that sounds fantastic. So who's our who's our you liked it? Who's our guest today? You know who our guest is today? We have nobody calling in today. Michael, I was gonna make you the guest today. How do you feel about that? I think that's a good call. You ready for it? You were born ready, right? Sure. Ask ask me whatever you want to ask. Well, since you know, Health Rev Partners is hosting this show, and you're the founder and CEO of Health Rev Partners, I thought, what a better way to get started then to get some background and information on what Health Rev Partners is and what they do and why they started it and how they fit into this scenario. Okay, well, I mean, that's a great question. You know, um, you know, I've been in this business for a long time and, and over the years I've noticed that so many agencies are over-promised and underserved. And I've been in corporate America my whole life ever since I graduated. And um, I, I've really come to the realization I'm unemployable. And so I was like, man, I probably need to start my own company, you know, because, you know, my ideas and strategies of what I want to do and, and go the extra mile for, for customers, you know, it just doesn't really fit the corporate model. And so um, after being fired five times, I was like, you know, it's probably a good idea for me to probably, you know, figure out what I want to do. And, and RCM has always been a special place for me. You know, when, when I started out with my old employer, I really figured out, you know, what really needs to happen and how do you really need to serve a customer? Because at the end of the day, they are, um, you know, outsourcing either their coding or billing services to a company that really controls what happens to their finances. How do they pay their bills and how they pay their employees? How do they grow? You know, where are the gaps in productivity? And, and RCM has become such a commodity that, um, you know, a lot of people that agencies that are looking to outsource, they, they really don't know the right questions to ask. And so I started um, a while back, I started doing some videos called The Invisible Truth, which really laid out what is going on in today's marketplace. So if you were looking to outsource your RCM, you would have really good insight and, and, and education behind the scenes of what's really transpiring. What questions do I really need to start asking? That way I make sure that if I, I go into an, a long-term agreement with this company, uh, that I'm making the right decision for for my agencies and for my my employees. Yeah, that's huge. So, have you always been in the home home health or home care space? No, I've always I've been in healthcare for about 20 years. Okay, um, I've been in in the um, home care hospice space for about past seven. And um, you know the people in this space are just fantastic, right? Yeah, uh, they're they're great. They love people. Uh, and they just want to, um, you know, make sure that they're making wise decisions. And, you know, in today's times, it's so hard to really trust anything or anybody. I mean, you can't even open an email if it has an attachment without being afraid of, you know, you're going to get a virus, right? And as a consumer myself, when I when I started Health Road Partners, I wanted to create a model based off me being a consumer myself. 
and how do I want to buy and, and, and what do I want to make sure people do for me? Because you can be misled a lot. And so this, everything that we do is from a perspective of me being a consumer in today's marketplace and, and what information do I need in order to make a, a, a well-informed decision, right? As a business owner, as an agency. Yeah. From that perspective. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I love that. Uh, one of the things you said initially, initially was you see a lot of agencies that are overpromised and underserved. Yeah. So when you think about it, if you're looking to outsource your coding or billing, right? You, you make a phone call, maybe you do some Google search and you find a company and, and you contact them. Well, or they contact you, right? Um, and who calls you? Well, it's a salesperson. Yeah. So if you think about what's a salesperson's job, well, a salesperson's job is to make a sale. Sell you something. That's right. Make that commission. <laughs> That's right. That's what they do. Um, but the problem in all that is they're not paid to renew the account, right? So when you think about it from perspective, when you're talking to a salesperson, their job is to sell you something right then and there or get you to, to commit at some point, typically within 30, 60 days, to, to get in a long-term agreement, right? Um so when I look at that model, you have 30 or 60 days to really get to know somebody. Yeah. Right. And, and, and now you may, you know, Google and, and, and figure out a little bit about the company, but the company doesn't necessarily represent that person. That person represents that person. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what is that person telling you? And when the sale is made, what happens after that sale? And so here's what I find. Number one is the salesperson. He makes a sale that they're off want to make the next sale. So whatever happens during implementation or however long the customer stays, it, it they don't care, right? They've already been paid and their their job is to hunt and go find the next kill. And that's what they do. Uh, I, I hate that model. I think that model is broken. And, and so uh, what, what, what we do here is that not only do we pay for salespeople to make sales, I mean, you definitely got to do that, right? Because otherwise you won't have salespeople, right? Yeah. But we also pay for the customer to be retained. And so within our model, each salesperson within HealthRed Partners is actually growing their own business within HealthRed Partners. And everybody within the organization, they are all, they, they're all paid based off performance. So everybody has buy-in to what they're doing. You know, when you, you think about recruiting and trying to find the right people, it's hard to find people that have much, as much passion as I do, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm starting this company and, and we're growing this company. And, and so... I have a lot of passion for it. So how do you find the people that have the same passion as you? Well, most people work because they want to make money, right? They got a family support. They want to go on vacation. They want to do those kinds of things, right? So how do you get them to buy in and care just as much as you do? Well, I've just found a model that works very well is paying them based off their performance. And that performance matrix is set uh, specifically on the, what's the client's goals and objectives, right? So now I've got a coder or biller that is in, now in line with exactly what the agency is trying to accomplish, and that's their performance matrix. So with that combination, you, you, you get a you get a winning um, uh, equation from that, and and uh, you know we have great we just have great employees. We find great employees that uh, are just wanting to help people, but yet you know when we we interview them, we have a, a tremendously long interviewing process. They have to take several different profiles, right? They got to take a profile based off the personality because if you're going to be a service company, you got to know personalities. Mm -hmm. But number two is they also have to take it, what we call a divine profile, which is a profile based off uh, their skills. What is the really skills? Because 
I've interviewed a lot of people and people can be whoever they want, right? Sure. In I a 30-minute interview, you can be anybody. I can only imagine how many people I've been, right? <laughs> um, so Fair enough. when I'm interviewing, right, you, you, you know, you, you, there's only so many questions you can ask. So you really got to do your due diligence and say, okay, who's the right fit? So here's what I, what I, what I found to do. And, and I would tell anybody, when you're interviewing for a certain uh, position, what you need to do up front is identify the exact person you're looking for before you start interviewing the person. What qualities are you looking for? What skills are you looking for? What experience are you looking for? And then, and then you map that out. And then when you interview someone, you, you're looking at what you already said you wanted to find in that person. Because I've even fell victim to where I start interviewing someone and I like them. I just like them as a person. I'm like, man, this person would be good. And I convince myself they're good and they're not good. Right? Because you like them. Because I liked them. Right? Uh, they made me laugh or whatever they did. Right? I liked them. Or maybe they're just real genuine. But, but they didn't have the skill assessment. And I overlooked that because I liked them. Yeah. And I realized, I mean, I just can't do that anymore, right? I've got to define what am I looking for and then stick to that. And I have found that on top of the performance matrix, we have, we have great retention in our staffing. So it's not a perfect model, but it's one that I found that works really good for us. So I would just say, hey, if you're looking at interviewing, you, you need a certain specific person and do, do, do the front work uh, or, or do the work up front, right? And then start interviewing the people and, and you'll, you'll see better results. Well, it seems really well thought out. Like you have just put a lot of thought into that process. And I think that, you know, based on your retention, you can see that, that it's been working. Yeah, we, we have great, not only do we have great people, but we have a great vision. And I will tell you, part of the vision that we have within the company is we believe everybody has a voice. So, you know, in in past jobs, right? Now, we got to remember, I'm unemployable at this point. You know what I mean? I've already come to terms with it. You can't that. fire yourself from your own company, can you? Well, yeah, you, I probably could. I could find a way to do that. But <laughs> when, when I really think about, you know, when you think about, you know, when you have coders and you have builders and, the, and, and these, these people are, have great experience, they've been doing it for a long time, how can you make decisions that affect clients without bringing in the people that do it all day, every day, Right. And, it, and if you don't get their input, it's hard to continually have their buy-in of what you're doing as a company and, and how you want to grow, right? So everybody has a voice. We, we believe in speaking candor. I'm okay if, if people disagree, as long as they dis, disagree professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have found that when people disagree, it's typically with the passion behind the disagreement because they're so passionate about what they do because everyone has bought into our model. And uh, we just have a great culture. So with that, everybody, you know, we just get together and, and we decide, hey, what are we going to do? What are the pros? What are the cons to this? How does it affect the clients? How does it affect the business? Is this good or is this bad? And and uh, my philosophy is is when when people say this is industry best practices, uh, I, I tend to say, well, that's because everybody does it. So there, there's probably a better way. And and so. I'm always about how do you how do you become the best practice and not just follow a best practice. Very innovative. I love it. Uh, one of the things that I noticed about your name is the the word partners. So it really just jumps out to me that from staffing to working with agencies, you really take to heart that partnership relationship. Like you already said, you know, coding and billing can really be be a commodity, right? So, 
So how do you view that partnership with your agencies? Yeah, so, you know, it is a partnership. And if I hate the word vendor. I mean, you hear that all the time. Like it shows, you're like, hey, are you a vendor? I, I just hate the word because vendor to me sounds transactional, right? Right. Uh, it's, it's a transaction. You put in your quarter and you get your M&Ms out. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, here's the deal. We're, we're dealing with people's money. We're dealing with their livelihood. We're dealing with the employee's livelihood. We're dealing with their trusting us right. to provide a service um, and, 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 and help them grow and scale, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, that's huge. And when I hear the word commodity, I, I think about, man, coding and billing in today's times is more complex than it's ever been. And and because there's other companies out there selling it as a commodity and a price, it's it's taken the marketplace where they think, well, you know, I can get this anywhere, right? Well, but again, if, if you and I were to go to Best Buy, right? We've all been to Best Buy. Yeah. And you go straight to the back, right? Because that's where all the electronics are. And there's TVs everywhere, right? Different yep. sizes, different brands. And you're like, okay, how, which TV should I buy? Right now, Best Buy, they're not paid commission there, right? They tell you that all the time. There, there was commission at Circuit City. I don't know if you guys remember Circuit City. I do remember Circuit City. Cir- Circuit City went out of business. So, uh, but anyway, with Best Buy, great people there, right? Um, it's like when you really stare at the TV, they all look the same, mm-hmm. right? If you go the same size, they're all the same yeah. size in that section, right? They all look the same. So how do you decide which one to buy? Well, here's what I'll tell people. The thing about the TV, when you're buying the TV, and I've had all kinds, Samsung, LG, Pioneer, you know, I've had them all, right? In fact, I think I have 11 TVs in my house right now, which is crazy, but we have one in every room because we believe in SportsCenter. Um, <laughs> but, but what you can't see in the TV is you can't see how it was built. So I, I always tell people that that's the same as service, right? Who is the person behind what you are telling the customer you're going to be able to do? How qualified are they? How dedicated are they? What's their experience? And that's kind of like the the guts of the TV is you can't see how well it's built or what's inside. Uh, inside a company, you can see, you know, maybe their logo or, or, you know, maybe they've been around, they've gobbled up some other companies. And so now they think they're big and bad, right? But but the guts of the company, it, it's it's poorly put together. And, and that is something that we will never do. Um, what makes us great at what we do is the people behind the services that we provide. And we'll never, ever jeopardize or, or put a customer in a situation where they don't have quality work. It just, it's not part of my DNA. And I'll tell you why. So uh, in fourth grade, um, I skipped school. My mom dropped me off. Yeah, she dropped me off in a Mazda 323. I don't even know if you guys remember that, a Mazda 323, (laughs) but those existed. And she dropped me off of school, and I decided I really wanted to play Atari. Mm. And so I, once she dropped me off, I waited till she left, and then I ran away from school. And I remember seeing buses, and I thought, well, if I saw a bus, the guy would try to pick me up, right? The bus driver would. Yeah. So I would hide behind pine trees, right? (laughs) And, and so to make a long story short, I made it home and, and I, I, I climb up the, uh, the garage because it's one of those garages where it's, it's not a real garage. It's not the garage you think of today. It's like, you know, a carport, right? Yeah. With like a plastic top or like a hard plastic top. Right. Okay. And so I needed to make sure I, I stepped on the, the boards. Otherwise I would have fell through. But anyway, I made it to the window, made it safe just in case anybody cares about that. But I did, I was safe. 
And I called my mom to ask if I could play Atari. And she was like, uh, Michael John? That's what she would say to me. And I'm like, oh, no. She's like, uh, what are you doing home? Next thing I know, my grandpa picked me up. Right? F- fourth grade, I built my uh, first barbed wire fence. But here's, here's the thing about the story is I remember it was a hot day, and I was uh, trying to tighten the wire. And he always had this handkerchief with him. He handed me the handkerchief to, to wipe the sweat off. And he got down on his knee, looked me right now, and he said, always be a man of your word. And I never would have thought that something that happened to me in fourth grade for me wanting to play Atari would have such an impact on my life on how, who I'd be as a father, how I'd be as a, as a friend, and then how I'd be as an owner of a company. But that, that has transpired and, and just stuck with me into who I am as a person. And so I just believe in no matter what happens, you always do the right thing yeah. and everything else will take care of itself. That always be a man of your word. Always be a man of your word. Do what you say you're going to do, right? I mean, I mean, I, my wife and I were talking just the other night to count on one or two hands, if you could, how many really good friends do you have that you could tell something to and know that that would always stay a secret? And so when you think about that, you think about business relationships, who could you really trust with your finance? Because at the end of the day, agencies are handing us a checkbook. Yeah. It's the way I look at it, right? Because that's, that's how they pay everything. And, and they are in tr- they're trusting us to make sure that their charts are coded correctly, right? Um, and, and that their, their claims are billed correctly and they're going to get paid because they, they have responsibilities. And, and so it's a big deal to me. I love that story. That is such a great foundational story for life philosophy, right? That is just carried over into business and to all the aspects of your life. Yeah, he was a good man too, by the way. He was a really good man. Man, it was worth. In fact, you know what we would do is we would actually, I would see him do deals. And he was such a good, honest Christian guy um, that loved the Lord that he would, um, you know, when he when he said he was going to do something, it was a handshake and it, it was like a contract. Today, unfortunately, we got to have these 25-page agreements that have all these words that no one even understands. And I don't even think attorneys understand them, right? Because, you you know, people just say, well, that's not really what it means. And you can change and or or. It, it's just ridiculous. But it's the world we live in. Yeah. But I still think relationships matter. And I think if I could do it today, I would do business just with a handshake. Because... Yeah. If somebody's word matters and you agree, that's all that we really should have to depend on. There's no doubt. I mean, let's think about it. I mean, it's, you're, you're, that's, that's how it should be done. It's just not. And who really reads those agreements? Uh, some people do. I, believe it or not, some people read those things. Um, but most people, most people don't know. You know, a lot of times I just get them on my phone or you get on a website or whatever and you accept something. Do you ever think, oh my gosh, what did I just accept? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Man. Well, hey, that that's just really good info to have. Like, I just loved hearing that story. Um, one of the things, though, that I'm just super curious about is where you are headed. Like, Health Rev just seems like it has such a great background. Where do you see this company going? Yeah, so we will be the best RCM company in, in three to five years. Now, I didn't say we'll be the biggest RCM company in three to five years, but we'll be the best. And let me tell you why. We have put so much time, effort, and energy into analytics. Um, you, you know, when you think about having someone out do your coding and your billing, but you're not, you're, you're not getting any feedback on the quality of those charts or you're not really understanding the situation of, a, of the payers, right? 
you have what I, I would call either gaps in productivity and, and really you're flying blind because if you're going to grow or scale, how do you grow and scale? And what's the data telling you that if you were to make this move, is it a good move? Right? So I, I never used to be analytical. Like if a light turned on, I was good. Now I kind of want to know why the light turned on. How did it do that? How did it know? Right. The thermos best invention ever. Right. Keep yeah. stuff hot, keep stuff cold. I don't know how it does it, but, but when you really look at, you know, what it is that that makes a company tick and 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 how it wants to grow i'll I'll tell you number one you can't do without great people yeah and and number two is you've got to have a good solution and in today's marketplace uh there's just not that option and so when we decided we decided to build this company we knew we could do it better and we knew we could do it through technology so i have two great developers that we continue to build out velocity Velocity gives you all the analytics you need in order to make wise decisions. And it also finds the gaps in productivity. So, uh, you know, we meet with our clients every every quarter, right? We go through the numbers with them uh, in detail. It's, it's a great way to have dialogue. It's a great way for them to understand really what's going on. Because again, it's not uncommon for leaders in, in home health or hospice agencies to be wearing multiple hats and even their employees to be wearing multiple hats. So they've got to... to to find that partner that that can provide them with the details of what's going going on so that they don't have to spend more of their time, right? Because you don't, I mean, a lot of agency owners today, uh, I know I'm skipping around, but I'm so passionate about this part of it is they spend so much time working in the business versus on the business. Ooh, that's good. And as a business owner myself, you can find yourself getting stuck working in the business and not on the business. Yeah, because they're passionate about what they do. I mean, they love to be in the details, but. Well, no, yeah, but if, if one thing happens and, and I, I mean, every day something happens, you find yourself, you know, drifting away from what you should be doing. And, uh, you know, when you think about why do you why are you outsourcing Right. Well, you're outsourcing because that's one less thing you have to worry about if you find that trusted person, right? Or that trusted company uh, that can provide you data, right? To tell you mm-hmm. what's going on. It, it just doesn't exist today. So we created it. I love it. So the name of the software. It's Velocity. It? Yeah, Velocity. Velocity. Uh-huh. And if somebody wanted to get information about Velocity. Yeah, they just go to our website, go to www.healthrepartners.com. Uh, click on Velocity. It'll show you a nice little two-minute video of everything that it does. And then, of course, you know, if people are interested and they're open to, to having a conversation. I'd love for them to give us a call and just, you know, uh, let's, let's see if we're a good fit for each other. Yeah. Do a demo. Do you do demos? Uh, we do demos. Yeah. Awesome. But our demos, hey, you think about a demo, you don't want to sit through a demo and have someone talk to you, right? So yeah. our demos are are based off what really matters, right? How's that apply to you? What are you looking for? And what are the reports that are going to get you what you want? Um, so our demos aren't, aren't as boring as maybe what you would, some people would think. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Plus I'm, I'm doing it right. So, so it's gotta you, be a good time. You, you're, you, you might be, you, you know, you, you, you're doing them. I'll be doing some demos. Yeah. yeah gotta do demos. Gotta have demos. So I love it that you and I are co-hosting this, this podcast. Uh, what are some things, what are you really hoping to see or to hear? I guess I should say, what are you hoping to accomplish through this podcast? Yeah, so this is my first time ever being this close to a microphone and doing a <laughs> podcast, right? Uh, and hearing myself through my own uh, headset. But but I'll, I'll tell you, the reason why we're doing this and the reason why I've, I'm passionate about doing this is, again, there's just there's a lot of confusion mm-hmm. and there's a lot of uncertainty. And I wanted to, to 
create a podcast that would give people real insight to uh, what's going on in the RCM space, what's going on in home health, and, and, and bring in real, real guests that are okay with sharing, you know, where they've made mistakes. Because if, if, you know, it's kind of like pass it forward. If, if you can pass your knowledge on to someone else and they don't make that mistake, I mean, that's good for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed something about this industry is everybody cares about everybody. They don't really look at themselves as competition, even if they're right down the street, right. They care about people in general. And so we, we want to start a podcast that is, is it shares that invisible truth, what's going on. And it, and it shows, and, it, and we'll have guests that are really going to be open and honest about, Hey, what mistakes have they made? What's going well? Uh, what processes or systems have they put in place that, you know, if maybe another agency would put that in place, uh, you know, it could help them do exactly what they're wanting to do. So that, that that's the mission of it. And hopefully this thing takes off and, and uh, it, it, it can help a lot of people. Right. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we want to do. hundred percent. Yeah. We got zero followers right now. Yeah. So it's zero. all uphill from here. Yeah. Zero. None. Five dollar uh, Starbucks gift card. If somebody wants to be a follower, and no, Hannah, you can't follow. <laughs> I know you drink coffee. All I'm the time. picky about my coffee, though. I'm not. not sure. I mean, I don't know if I can say this on here. And if somebody sends me a Starbucks gift card, I would totally go down find me a Starbucks. But I'm a local coffee drinker. I love to find locally roasted beans. Don't get me started because I could do my entire podcast on that. So. Yeah, I, I think we're down to negative one listeners right now because yeah, you yeah. started talking about coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. We, we have a whole industry. Well, thanks so much for sharing all of that, sharing the heart of Health Rev Partners. And I'm really excited to get this up and running. I'm excited to hear from uh, all the partners in, in the industry, hear from agency owners and keep keep on top of all the topics. It's constantly changing. So I don't feel like we're ever going to be at a loss for uh, for new content. Yeah, never. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a great time. We're excited about it. So um, let's hope this thing kicks off. All right. Everybody, peace out until next time. See you guys.